Welcome to Broken Catholic, the number one Catholic voice in America. On this show, I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like why the world isn't working right now. The Protestant Reformation is over. Christians now have more commonalities than differences, yet evil is spreading and the enemy is winning because we're still fighting each other over self-righteous labels and high-level theology. If you disagree with me, then you're part of the problem. Listen, as Christians, we're all baptized into God's family. We all want heaven, and we all struggle with the same human brokenness. United we stand, divided we fall, it's that simple. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist who was almost murdered twice. But God spared me because he had a higher purpose for my life. My mission is to unify Christians everywhere. This show was created for you, the person who wants to be accepted and loved and reminded that God has a higher purpose for your life. Let's get started. Today, our featured guest is Libby Jason. And Libby is the author of Style Reinventionist, a fashion and style tips and guides for the ageless woman. Are you an ageless woman? This book's for you. Libby is a little edgy. That's what I like about her. Yet she's (laughs) always classy. Kind of like me. No, I'm kidding. Libby is routinely sought after for advice on clothing, accessorizing, and shopping decisions. Uh, Libby's previous 13-year design company focused on mixing patterns and colors for high-end referral-only clients. So yeah, I'm giving her business background because you like context. You want to know who I'm bringing onto the show. Her background has also been in skincare and cosmetics for 22 years. Libby can help a client make a great first impression or soften their style to be more approachable. I could probably use that. I could be a little more approachable. <laughs> Dull down the edges I have. Uh, she has a knack for recording outfits on a budget and eye for excellent quality. So yes, this is her business background, but like I believe, like if you look in the Bible, God preached in the marketplace more than any other place. He preached to the business folks, the entrepreneurs. That's why this show is about spiritually driven entrepreneurs and how God's working in our personal lives and how we need to bring them into our businesses, Mm -hmm. right? So that's key. So Libby, thank you for being on the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro. And by the way, you can find her at LibbyJason.com. That's LibbyJason.com. Libby, go ahead, fill in some of the gaps in the intro. Oh, gosh, some of the gaps. Um, I would say, you know, I started out in my life. I, we had a, an alcoholic home, kind of a crazy home. We moved a lot, probably moved like I went to like 16 different schools, moved around a whole lot. Didn't really ever feel like I fit in at all. And um, I ended up... It, Okay, I got to stop you. I got to stop you right there. Don't give away the story, girl. Like we're not even into the story yet. All right, so start with this. Share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, um, I struggle with confidence. In what way? I struggle with confidence. Uh, It takes a lot for me to get up in front of a group and be confident Um, I think a lot of it is the vulnerability, which is one reason I've I've started with this group called Women Speak to help me to do that a whole lot better. But I think 
Uh, I've had people say, oh my gosh, you have everything together and you always look so put together. And it is an area I struggle with. It absolutely is. So it's like, don't, don't let the picture change because really, that, that really is an issue. Libby, I love that you went so vulnerable so fast. And I think like a friend of mine says it to me this way. It's actually one of my coaches. Uh, she says, she's like, men struggle with uh, love, uh-huh. right? They, right. uh, they, they're deficient in love, which is equals vulnerability, right. showing love. And then women are deficient in powerful, you know, being right. powerful and, and right. exactly what you said, confident. So right. welcome to humanity. <laughs> welcome to the female condition. It's just yes. what's so, right? Yeah. So thank you for sharing that publicly. Sure. All right. Yeah. So let's get down to business. Okay. Now, BC Nation, here's why I invited Libby onto the show. I met her at uh, a conference um, not too long ago, and she just stood out. Right, she just radiates this, this bubblicious, you know, happiness and joy. And she's right; she does look put together, and but she's happy and colorful and playful, and doesn't seem to take herself too serious. No. So immediately she had that approachability, and we got to chatting, and and she just lit it, lit up the room, and I was like, I like her. You need to be on my show. And we're going to talk about all things spiritual and what God's doing in your life. Are you comfortable with that? And she's like, well, you know, it depends on what you want to talk about. And I was like, listen, I'm going to get provocative. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, be like, oh, oh, let's go soft and playful. No, I get to the real stuff that we're all struggling with, right? So I just um, say BC Nation, Libby is a rock star. And if you suffer from lack of confidence, like she just shared with you, then listen up, listen up. We're going to have some breakthroughs on this show. I just feel it. God's working right now. We're two or more gathered in his name. Bam. All I have right. to share something with you real quick. Yeah. I've never shared this with you. In fact, I, I shared it with my best friend. That's it. Okay. So when we were at New Media Summit, you know, for those of you listening, you know, you get a two minute pitch or a minute or whatever. Okay. So... And in case people haven't noticed, you are a very good-looking guy, Joseph. You know, just, Aww. I know, newsflash, newsflash, Aww. you did not know that, but it's true. And I've been married 38 years, love my husband. He is a hoot, uh, but I'm not dead. I mean, you know, I'm in my 60s, but I'm not dead, right? Okay, so sure enough, I go to do my media pitch, and I'll be doggone with 200 people, and you're sitting right smack in front of me. I'm like... Could you just move and sit somewhere else? I'm like, focus, Libby, just focus. You don't even look at him. I'm like, what the heck was that? I'm like, you know, I'm, okay, like, just go sit somewhere else. So I never shared that with you. And I'm like, could you like ugly up or something? It'd be so much easier, you know? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Could you go ugly up? I love it. Yeah, Libby, you know what? Thank you for sharing that. That did wonders for my, my affirmations, my love language. You are blessed. You're I, I am blessed. Listen, yeah. I, you know, anything that, however I show up looking in the world, I give my mom and my dad credit. My dad is a good looking Irish, you know, Marine. And my mom is a pretty Greek woman and they wow. put, they combined god put them together wow. and little old me right so i can't take credit for any of that nice 
Yeah. So thank you for that. All right. So let's get, let's go. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Let's go big and broad for a second. Okay. So why do you Libby Jason think the world isn't working right now? Why do I think it's not working? I think it kind of goes back to judges, the book of judges. Everybody is doing things their own way. They're ignoring God or God's in the background. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That maybe that's what the Bible says or that, but I'm going to do it this way. And I think it really is. Everybody is going their own way, doing their own thing, being their own quote, God. Got it. Got it. So we had a little signal drop there. I acknowledge that. Um, So just repeat that, that one part, right? Everybody's going in their own. Let me just do the recap. Everybody's going in their own direction, BC nation. You may be one of them. We're Mm -hmm. all going our own path and we're taking our eyes off of the one creator who is in control of the entire universe and keeps us Mm -hmm. in our very existence. Mm -hmm. And we have somehow fallen into the lies in society that says you can be like gods, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Go your own way. It's all about you. Y-O-U, your own universe, mm. right? Oh, That's like the that. lie, your own universe. Thank you for sharing that. I really get that. All sure. right. So let's talk about your spiritual journey, Libby. How did you first experience God in your life? Like start with you were raised in what uh, faith or non-faith, what denomination, right. like start there. And then how did you first experience God in your life? I think uh, my mom was not faith-based, but my father was raised Catholic. And so my mom tried to make sure that we went to mass because, you know, she was married and that's what she wanted to do. Uh, She didn't really have any connection at all. Um, As I grew up, I pretty much went away from church altogether until I met a guy who was just... I I was 18 and I thought, boy, are you terrific? And he just happened to be the folk guitar leader at this Catholic church. Well, lo and behold, I'm going to go. And so, and I am sitting in the front row because I like how you play guitar. So, um, so I got to know him and he was, he brought me over to his home. I got to know his family and they, the priest of the church was a family friend. And I remember going into the backyard one day and seeing the priest was in a swimsuit and was lying out by the pool. I thought, oh, wow, like you really do what regular people do. I just thought it was so strange, you know? So just kind of talking with him and uh, he accepted me in the church, you know, he said, uh, please come as often as you can. We want to have you here. And, I, and, and that kind of acceptance and that kind of one-to-one actually talking to a priest that wasn't in his robes, mm. it, it was like, wow, okay. So that was the first thing for me. Uh, talked to my mom a lot. She goes, hey, you know, church is a crutch. Jesus is a crutch. You don't need that. La, 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 la. And uh, I, I grew up, I ended up not going to anything went on a retreat. I went on the treat when I was pregnant and realized I was asking lots of questions and thought, wow, this is why Jesus really came to earth. And I thought I am missing. I missed the whole point of why Christ was here. 
And like, could I give up my own son being pregnant? Could I give up my own son for other people because you loved him? I thought, mm. wow, I've just totally missed it. And I remember driving down the mountain from that retreat and the whole way down, I'm just bawling going, I am so sorry. I totally missed why you came here for me and that you love me. And from then on, you know, the conversion happened. Wow. What an awesome story. I love good spiritual <laughs> stories, right? Like, so you really truly experienced God in that moment. You Absolutely. felt this, this feeling come over you of like, oh my gosh, I missed it. I yes. missed the whole point. And I believe yeah. that's the Holy Spirit that touches Absolutely. our heart like that. And Absolutely. all of a sudden, the darkness, we get light and we can see. Like I was blinded, but now I see. And Libby, you got to see, and that's awesome. All right. So then what happened there? Give us a fast forward to present day in your spiritual walk. Well, I started understanding so much more. I mean, the words to all the music, you know, oh, the lamb and Abraham. Okay, I'm getting it. Like, I didn't get all this stuff. I'm singing along in church. I don't get it. So that was in, and my husband, I came back from the retreat. He says, great. You came back from a treat finding Jesus and I discovered country Western music. It was just, it was kind of an interesting thing. So I'm like, okay, great. So I ended up, uh, started really exploring a lot, ended up getting baptized. And at the time my son was a couple years old and was upset, said, gee, mom, you told us never to go in the jacuzzi at church, you know? And I said, well, cause that's how we, I said, no, this is a different thing altogether. Trust me. So he didn't get it. That's all right. My husband says, so you're baptized non-denational now, right? And I said, well, not really, but that's okay. So he didn't quite get the whole thing. But I ended up going to the community church, getting very involved there. And um, just the my whole perspective changed from different things I've had in my life and tragedies and triumphs. It's like God, it, okay. God's telling me something, listen up, see what it is. And it's just a completely different perspective. I don't know how people live in the world without God. I, I have no idea. What I was like, know. what was life like for you uh, when you didn't have him in your life or when you turned away? Right. Cause God's always there. We're the oh, ones yeah. that turn our heads. Right. What uh, was life like? You know, just um, aimless, really aimless. And I felt lost. Uh, I felt like there's got to be something else, like, you know, the, the eternal questions, why am I here and all that. But I just felt um, like a hole was missing. Mm. And I tried every which way to fill that void uh, with good things and not good things and more not good than good and just never quite felt fulfilled and it was just, you know, it was constant searching of that to fill that void. I really get that. BC Nation, I believe we all have a God-sized hole in our mm. heart that yeah. could only be accessed with the fingerprint of God. Think of like a thumbprint security, right? Yeah. Only God's thumbprint can access that, that void that you feel right now. Like Libby's saying, that sense of aimless aimlessness that maybe you have like is this all there is to life and i know people are struggling with this in in huge numbers we've had fifty thousand suicides in in 2017 
It hit an all-time high for America. 50,000 lives, human lives, human souls thrown away because of the lies of the enemy that you're good, not good enough. You don't have a good heavenly father. He doesn't love you. You can't trust him. These are the lies. Mm-hmm. So you really got to break through this. Otherwise, your life's going to end tragically. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to live out your whole life just missing. Just missing that the point that you are loved. There, God has a purpose for your life. And it's awesome, Libby, that you're sharing this. I really appreciate it. So what are your top three tips or strategies that you would say to someone right now who uh, maybe is in that position listening and, and feels there's a big hole in their life and they're kind of in this aimless place? Like what three strategies would you tell them to get them from that place to a place of feeling loved and God has a purpose and a plan for their life? Oh, wow. Um, The first thing I would say would be associations. Uh, Really changing associations. I had my kids go to a private Christian school and even though they're teaching them, they're teaching me. And he had to memorize a Bible verse and a Bible trait every week. So I learned to memorize scripture through them. And the character traits, okay, gratefulness. Okay, really? Let's see. Um, self-control. What, you know, what love? What is it? Okay, what, what do these really mean? So it was really getting into that. The associations. So scripture memorization I thought was great. Um, get into, find a Bible study where you can learn. Um, I thought you started at the beginning of Genesis and you just read the whole book through. And I didn't understand what the four gospels, the, you know, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I thought, well, why are they telling the same story? You know, how come things jump around in this book? So I really didn't understand. So learning that and, and that, that was good. Um, but so got it. So, so yeah, the first one, and do me a favor real quick for our viewing audience. If you could scoot over to your left with your chair, because the, uh, sunlight from your window is about to take over your, your face. (laughs) Oh, well, that's not good either. Hang on. Yeah, so we're going to do a little, there you go, a little better. better. Yeah, yeah, so we'll we'll have uh, just for the next 10 minutes, because the sun's slowly moving, and soon you're going to be like this, you're going to be in this great, you're going to be in this great white light, just glowing and radiating, and it's going to be phenomenal. All right, so tip number one, Libby says, change your associations, change your groups, change your circle of friends, put yourself around those that are going where you want to go. Put yourself around people that have learned to fill that void that you haven't yet. That makes sense. All right. What's tip number two for you? Um, Tip number two is uh, what you hear and what what you're hearing. Okay. And so there's podcasts like yours. There are other things that you can learn from and be just filling your mind with things from above. It's really listening to something better than, you know, d- turning on the TV and listening to some crappy show. Uh, music, I mean, it's just amazing how many things, to me, music is key. I have drawn closer to God through music because I listen to the words and really get out of my own head 
and just listen to what is the message that's coming through to me. So there's, there's great Christian radios, there's Christian artists, and, and just really get into the music, I think. So it's what you hear. Uh, the third one is really what you see. What do you what you see for whether it's the media, what you put in front of your eyes, what are you looking at that, you know, you can't unsee something. Mm -hmm. So what are you putting in front of your eyes? Is it feeding your soul or is it diverting you to things that aren't healthy? And some mm. things may seem like, oh, it's so harmless. Well, no, it's it isn't. Of, it's a drop of poison at, at a time, right? Absolutely. Well, you know it, you're dead. You're emotionally dead. You're spiritually yep. dead. Yeah. Yep, that's how it happens, one drop at a time. All right, that's really powerful. I like that. Um, yeah, so, all right, cool. We'll go into that. Um, why do you think that 90% of the world, of humanity, is struggling to find their purpose. Kind of like what you spoke about earlier, like those eternal questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What am I meant to do? Why do you think 90% of us are struggling with that still? I would think, and this is probably stems from, I had interviewed about 100 women before I wrote my book, and overwhelmingly, it was that they don't feel that they're enough. They're not enough. They're not good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, capable enough. They're just not enough. And my answer would be, we are enough because God loves us. So we don't need to be more, do more, have more. We are enough the way that we are, but in our own sufficiency, we're not enough. And that's why we have God, because God is the one that's sufficient and fills us. So, so it's a yes and no. Yes, you are enough. And no, you're not meant to be enough. I get that. Like, yes, you are enough with God. And no, you're insignificant. And you can't figure out your life without him. Mm -hmm. Like you're just finite. But as soon as you surrender to him and allow his power to take over you in your weakness, then you're enough. Mm -hmm. Like, and this is like the mind F, right? Is like, we want to feel like we're enough without him. And that's again, what the media and society teaches. Oh no, you're enough. You're good enough. It's all about self-love, 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 love yourself. You're your own goddess and God and all this other stuff. And it's like, that's a lie. I know people that are committing suicide that are spiritual coaches. Mm -hmm. Like they're coaching other people on, hey, you're your own goddess. And then they're going and killing their own self. Like, why? Because there's something missing there. It's well, just I do think we have to love ourselves, though, but not 100%. in a physical way. I think it's, it's do we really love ourselves? I mean, really. And I have to say, there are times for me that I'm just like, oh, God, bad hair day, not feeling good. <laughs> you know what happens. I do. And yeah. I have to go to my little mirror that's in the bathroom, which is magnified 10 times, you know, for obvious reasons, sit there. And I have to say, I love you. I love you. You're fine today. You're good today. You know, I love you. God loves you. And I, I literally have to tell myself that. Well, I think you just added the little ingredient that changes everything. I love you. 
you're good enough, I love you, and God loves you. Yep. Right. And that's the thing. And, and what I was talking about is when people stop at their self and mm-hmm. don't bring it to God. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you love yourself just for the sake of self, mm-hmm. that's idolatry. That's self-worship. Yeah. Like you're worshiping a creation. Like that's me going and worshiping my, my cell phone, my smartphone. Like it makes no sense. Right. So I, I really think that's important is really get that your identity, BC Nation, is in your your daughtership or sonship uh, from God the Father, right? You are God's precious daughter. You are God's amazing son. That's where self-worth comes from. Then look in the mirror. You're overanalyzing close-up mirror that points out all your defects and flaws (laughs) and say you're good enough. You're loved. You're lovable. Why? Because God says so. Because God says so. Not because what others say or even what you say, but because God says so. You are enough. And then you walk out into the world not needing other people's approval. Mm-hmm. Like that's the game changer, I think. All right. So let me do a quick recap, EC Nation. Libby Jason we're listening to, and she's dropping some wisdom explosions <laughs> on you. And you can find her at LibbyJason.com. That's L I. Double B L I B B Y Jason.com. And Libby says, first off, first and foremost, she was honest. She's like, I struggle. My number one thing I struggle with is confidence. Mm -hmm. So if you struggle with confidence, welcome to humanity, right? (laughs) Seriously. And then she also says the number one uh, reason why she thinks the world's not working is everybody's going their own way without God at their center. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, yeah, you know, we're all divided. We're labeling each other. We're making everyone else wrong and we're right. And it's not working for us. We all get it. It's not working. Her top three tips to go from that feeling of aimlessness and emptiness on the inside to a feeling of peacefulness and feeling good enough and whole enough and complete enough is one, change your connections or your associations, change your, those groups that you hang out in, change those places that you frequent often, change those circles of friends. Like who are those top five people? Do they have love in their heart? Do they feel peaceful? Are they living alive? Do they have that glow about them? If they don't, change them out. It's okay to rotate out people. It's totally fine. It's like, think about, you wouldn't go and, I'm going to get graphic, BC Nation. You wouldn't go and, uh, you know, sit on the toilet day after day after day without flushing, would you? No, it's the same thing in your life. Sometimes you got to flush out your friends mm-hmm. list mm-hmm. and just get, get out the toxic ones and just let them go. Uh, top tip number three, Libby says, is change your content right? Going into your, what's your audio content? What are you listening to? What are you putting into your ears? That's going into your mind and that's impacting your belief systems, right? So put only good content into your mind and eventually we'll start to connect and you'll start to create those muscles of like being attracted to encouraging, uplifting positivity rather than being attracted to shock value, fear, anxiety, and worry, which is all over the media. And then top tip number three, Libby says, is change what you watch. Same concept. What are you putting into your eyeballs? You can't remove it. You can't undo it. Your brain takes a picture and it's with you forever. Like, so dudes, I'm gonna call you out right now. If you're watching porn on a regular basis because society tells you, oh, that's normal, that's cool. Look at all the shows. You know, it's just what guys do. No, it's actually totally diminishing your view and your lens of women. 
And of course, you're going to keep attracting women with, you know, uh, dysfunction going on in their lives. Why? Because you're attracted to dysfunction, dude. Like, like you need to start attracting wonderful, amazing, godly women like Libby Jason into your life, right? All right. So Libby says her number one struggle, uh, number one thing she thinks that uh, we're all struggling with to find our purpose is this feeling of I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. right? I'm not enough. You're not enough, right? And it's, again, an, a, lo- a big, big, big lie. Yeah. You are enough, not for who you are, just for your sake, but you are enough because you are created by the creator of all things. And he made you beautiful and he made you good and you're enough for him. And when he looks down on you, he's fascinated by you. He takes pleasure just in watching you go about your day the same way as you did when you were a parent and your little toddler was crawling across the floor and what? You froze in time and were just fascinating just watching and looking at them. That and love. That's how much God loves you. Libby, fantastic. All right. So here's, um, did I leave out anything? Anything you want to add to all that recap? Um, no, I think it's good. All right. Libby approves. Hashtag Libby approves. I love it. <laughs> All right. So Libby, welcome to the, my favorite part of the show. This is the confession round. Oh, See what I did there on Broken Catholic? Confession round. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Okay. Don't overthink it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yep. Ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> All right. Libby, Libby, what's your favorite sound? Be the ocean or rain. So I guess yeah. water. Water, yeah. I get that. What's your least favorite sound? Uh, geez, fingers on a blackboard. <laughs> Got it. Now be transparent again. What are you most afraid of? Afraid of not accepted. So what I'm most afraid of would be not being accepted. Mm, yeah, that's a big one. Not being accepted. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Oh, geez, it would be partying. <laughs> yes, yes, it would dancing and partying. Got yes. it. What secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear that I have about people. I think it would go back to the accepted part. Um, um, oh, I know, uh, would be that I want, I, want to, I want someone to think I'm smart. And so sometimes I feel like I'm not smart or not smart enough. Mm, got it. So secret fear is maybe people don't think you're smart enough or smart right. in general. Got it. Right. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he loves me unconditionally, that I don't have to jump up and down and, 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 okay, I read this verse today and I'm doing this and I'm being a good Samaritan now that he just loves me unconditionally. Yeah. It's so amazing how we just struggle with the simplicity of that. We're just yeah. like, for yeah. no, for no good reason. We don't just, need to perform or do anything. We just loved like yeah. <laughs> we struggle with that concept. Oh my God. I know. What do you wish you were better at? Uh, singing. Yeah, I'm a good you. shower singer um, <laughs> nice. and I am, I was in a uh, worship Bible worship and uh, I was a duo girl, you know, one of the pips. So I there can do. Go. 
Yeah, but cool. soloist, no, you'd you'd be throwing tomatoes. <laughs> Got it. What dream? What dream are you secretly scared of pursuing? Secretly scared of pursuing. I have a dream of having an animal rescue farm for abused animals that is cared for by ex-cons. And wow. there's a reason for that. So if I can take just a second to share, I'll tell Go. you what. Okay. Paint us my, a picture of that dream. Yeah. So my my son was in jail, was in prison, came out. You know, you have that inmate mentality when you come out. Hmm. We got a little rescue dog that somebody just kind of threw away. We got the dog. The bond between the two of them and the change that I have seen in my son is like amazing, absolutely amazing. And I thought, you know, if I can do this and rescue animals and rescue people mm. at the same time and give them a purpose and give them a job, that to me is a, it's, it's a pretty audacious dream. I really like that. You know, here, I, I think an inmate feels like an outcast from society. And then you have oh, yeah. these pets that are literally outcasted from society. The two come together and it's the perfect, perfect bond because mm -hmm. they both accept each other and probably love each other unconditionally right out the and gate. they both know they're rescued, you know, ah, they really beautiful. do. That's beautiful. Listen, put God at the helm or at the center of that business mm -hmm. and that dream. And yeah. girl, I am right behind you. That's a beautiful dream. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So what's a new habit you want to form? New habit I want to form. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm going to learn how to play pickleball. I've always wanted to learn. So I have no idea what pickleball is. Pickleball is kind of the, it's, it's kind of similar if you put tennis and ping pong together. So I'm not a let's go to the gym and work out kind of person. That's just not me. I can power walk. I can do that. But I'm just not a gym person. I like sports. So I'm going to learn how to play pickleball. Got it. Pickleball it is. What's a bad habit you want to break? Bad habit. Oh, boy. Being judgmental. Mm, I have well, to catch myself on that all the time. Got yeah, it. Pick three, pick three words to describe who you are now. Who I are grateful would be the first one. Um, brave uh, would be the second one, and loved. Loved. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Pick three words to describe who you were before you experienced God. Oh, geez. Um, rude. Um, disinterested in people, and prideful. Rude, disinterested in people, and prideful. Wow. That sums up I a lot. I felt like talking to people was a waste of time. Yeah, got it. Yeah, it makes it's, sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and last question. Libby, if you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends and look them dead in the eye and tell them one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Follow Jesus. Mm, I would say follow no. Jesus. Just yeah. Love it. Any uh, last piece of wisdom, any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship with God versus not? I think the one thing is I always thought, all right, to be 
connected to God, I need to spend that hour every day, which I absolutely adore that that's what you do. And I do the same every single day. No, I'll be honest with you, not every single day, but as often as I can. But I think the thing I want people to know is your relationship with God is all day long. It's you're driving around, you're going to the store, you're doing your errands, whatever. You can have a conversation with the God of the universe all day long, just like you, you know, hey, what do you, you know, God, what do you, what do you think of this? I got to do this. I do that. How can I talk to this person? I want to do that. What do you think about that? Just like you would a friend that's sitting right there. Just, it doesn't have to necessarily be um, you know, prayer is in one spot and you're quite, you know, it's prayer is that conversation with God all the time and just acknowledging he's with you constantly. So mm. that would be my message. I love it. A friend of mine uh, was speaking at a Christmas party just recently and he was like, so Joseph, you're not a big fan of like the formal, like scripted prayers, like litanies and everything like that. Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I'm a big fan of them. I just don't believe that that is the entire prayer. I think those are the prayer starters, Mm -hmm. right? That's the fuel to get you into conversation or to wake you up out of all the noise of life. But then the conversation should be very human, very real. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. dad, like, I don't know what to do right now. Or dad, thank you so much for the blessing of what just happened. Like, that was amazing. I feel so loved right now. Like, that's what God wants. He doesn't want this formal, robotic, scripted prayer. Would you want that if you sat down with me and we went out to coffee and I just, like, was reading off of a sheet (laughs) my responses to your questions? Like, it makes no sense. So if we wouldn't do that for each other, to each other, why would we do that to our, our Father in Heaven? Doesn't make any sense. Libby, thanks for bringing that up. Great wisdom. And what's the best way for uh, BC Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? I would say just go to LibbyJason.com. Um, if you're into style and fashion, there's a freebie there for you. So LibbyJason.com forward slash freebie. And, um, you know, I, I want to help widows and orphans. And this is a way I'm doing it by um, helping them to feel fabulous. And so if you have any questions, just... Uh, do a connect with me on there. I'm happy to talk to you. What's the, I know it's age, you, you serve ageless women. Right. However, what's the age range that you really is your sweet spot that you could really add the most value starting at what age? I would say 45 to 65. Um, you know, usually at that point, you're either transitioning career wise. Maybe you're an empty nester. Maybe you were very accomplished in a lot of things. And now you're like, okay, now what? What, what, where do I fit? Where is my purpose? Where am I going to be? So, you know, I, I, ageless to me kind of has twofold. It's, it also means timeless to me. Um, I originally thought of mature, but I thought, no, that's not going to work because 18 year olds think they're mature. So that's, not <laughs> uh, I but, think I'm mature. Yeah. So, yeah so I'm definitely not. So yeah, I would say 45 to 65 is about kind of my, the age range I look at. So got it. Fantastic. So BC nation, if you're in that age bracket and you're a timeless ageless female, <laughs> then reach out to Libby Jason at LibbyJason.com or go get her book, the style reinventionist 
and read up on how to show up, right? In your, your physical body, your humanity. I remember I had dated a girl years ago, quick story and then we'll end. I had dated a girl years ago and she was a beautiful girl and she grew up with affluence and, and all this and she knew how to sh just show up, right? And she always looked good in everything, everywhere. And uh, she, for whatever reason, she liked me and she dated me and I dressed like a slob. I look like a slob because I just didn't care. I was like, who cares? Whatever. I'm comfortable in this ripped t-shirt of mine or ripped tank top. And she taught me how to dress and how to show up and be taken serious in the business world um, as, with some of the projects I was really wanting to pursue. And that was a game changer for my life. And I've always dressed better. Uh, ever since. And yeah. uh, that's really helped me. So yeah. I just want to give kind of my personal endorsement um, to what you do, Libby. And if you could connect that to God, right, that worldly occupation and make it a God thing, uh, make God the CEO of that business, mm -hmm. the style reinventionist, like game over, man. Now you just combine your faith in your business. And yeah. that's what I really stand for on the show. Yeah. One, one thing. Yeah. So Libby Jason, thank you for joining us today. I wish you God's peace, God's love and God's transformation in your life. Cheers. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you so much. BC Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your life without building faith in your business. If you want the business side of that conversation, I have another podcast called First 100K, where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000, because that's where I believe 90% of you are stuck and you can't break through. Go to first100k.com to find out how. I'm Joseph Warren. You were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.